Support for WRFA is brought to you in part by the United Ways of Chautauqua County. United Way is a nonprofit organization that mobilizes the community to help every person and family improve their lives. Donations to the United Way stay 100% locally in our community and get invested in more than 40 community-based programs. These programs help students achieve academic success, families to be self-sufficient and financially stable, and vulnerable households to get their basic and emergency needs met. The United Ways of Chautauqua County, proud supporters of community radio in Jamestown, New York. To learn more, visit uascc.org or call 716-483-1561. And again, you are listening to Community Matters. We spoke about details from the State of the County Address with Chautauqua County Executive P.J. Wendell, as well as other topics, including a failed increase to the occupancy tax, the state budget, and more. We have in the studio with us Chautauqua County Executive P.J. Wendell, talking to him the morning after he provided his annual State of the County Address to the county legislature. So good morning to you. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So uh, we'll start with the State of the County Address because that was something that I uh, didn't get to in my news report this morning, but still very important to check in on what would you say are the highlights of that address? You talked about accomplishments from last year, but what would you say some of those highlights would be? Well, I think the biggest highlight is, you know, a lot of unexpected favorable results. So when we first had um, discussions as we start our, our year-end wrap-up, you know, October, uh, November, you know, as we, we go through the budget process, Kitty uh, Crow and Kathleen Dennison tell me where we look financially, you know, what are we seeing, what are some trends, um, and where might we be looking? So, uh, you know, they looked at a possible another large contribution to fund balance at the time you know it was just creeping up to 10 million maybe getting close to 11 and I'm, I'm a very superstitious person i said as long as it's not 13 if it's 13 we're going to spend we'll, we'll find ways to reallocate money but i don't want to put 13 million into the fund balance um i almost fell over when i found out the, the original number it's actually 21.3 million um, but we've already committed two million dollars of fund balance into last year's budget so that drops it to 19.4. Now there are some discretionary discrepancies that will come out as far as you know ups and downs. But you know, um, at the end of the day, you know that isn't overtaxation. You know, so I want to make that clear to people. It's not that we have overtaxed our residents. And and let's face it, if that were the case, and it's not, but if that were the case. We did that by lowering your taxes 31 cents last year and 40 cents a week, so 71 cents in two years. And still to be able to make that kind of contribution, in part because we hold people to the, their accountability with a budget, we've had a, a tremendous um, tax auction that was very profitable for the county. And then you look at um, our sales tax revenue and a tribal compact that hasn't been settled in over three years. So there were some, as Kitty said, one-offs that really could explain, you know, where we are. So if you take those away, um, you know, those kind of one-time funding sources, you look at increased revenue from sales tax is about three million. So we did benefit significantly. One from our financial prudency and making sure we're conservative in our budgeting and moving forward. So excited um, that you know when I came into office, I believe we were a little under seven percent uh, of our financial management strategy. Now we're over fifteen. We've exceeded that. Um, so you know, hats off to everyone. I think that's a great accomplishment. And while reducing taxes, I think that's significant. And is there? Uh, I know I've heard at the city level that there are recommendations on what percent of your budget is 
the fund balance year, rainy day funds, is do you, do you have a similar figure for what the counties is supposed to be? We do. We our our management strategy is a fifteen percent of revenue should be our maximum. Um, so we've exceeded that. So yes, now the obligation we have to us is getting reallocating that money and getting it back. And there are some things we've already been talking about. So you will see some changes. Um, you know, there's a couple of legislators that I I, I think of uh, you know in in a very positive way. Terry Neville always is you know hey I think that's a little too high and we so yes now. You know, former administrations have taken that down to less than $400,000 in fund balance. I will not do that um, because we're looking at financial uncertainty, a possible recession, you know, increased you know, inflation we haven't seen in 40 years. So we are taking this cautiously and we are very, being very cautiously optimistic as we go forward. But, you know, that's one. If you look at, um, you know, the sheriff's department has started um, you know, programming. We uh, have separated social services we've integrated them with mental hygiene we have the public health department on its own they just uh prior to christine's departure uh christine schuyler uh, purchased a uh, mobile clinic uh great new piece that's going to be seen throughout chautauqua county and you know that standalone is we're going to you know do well uh, again i said you know carmela hernandez and his team with you know mental hygiene social services they got some recognition from the state for their innovative work and their creativity and, and primarily you know peer using peer um, support groups as we go forward with mental hygiene so i'm excited you know when we look at things and where we're going you know really excited as to where and there's a couple of big projects i can't wait you know in, in about the next month i was hoping that the cake would be done you know i, I use that phrase um but there are some big investments in the county um i could tell you this nearly um if you look at the numbers of investment that we found last year, we could match or clo come close to matching the total investment last year by one investment you're gonna see in Chautauqua County in the next month. So I'm really excited, um, really can't wait to share information. We are moving forward. We are making great strides in investing in the future. Um, so again, you know, hats off. I, I'm still, you know, the funding for the lake is a, is a critical component. Chautauqua Lake is a huge economic engine. <clears throat> So, you know, we need to find ways to, you know, continue uh, a solid, sustainable funding source for that lake and really expand. We're moving forward in the science, but now we need to take that science and now we need to apply it and start to come up with some good strategies. And again, that's all right there at our fingertips. Mm -hmm. And going back to, um, you're talking about the investment, obviously, we, we got, I think, as much as we can get about you about what's happening this year, but last year, uh, you mentioned that one of the things you're proud of is what happened in terms of economic development investment in Chautauqua County. Yeah, I mean, again, um, stay tuned. Uh, I was told in May you should have some really big news. And I'm really excited about that. There, uh, There's another big project. Uh, you know, I, I use different, you know, measuring tools, if you will. Um, you know, the paper kind of threw down a challenge. And I'm proud to say I think we're going to meet that challenge if it's not this month, definitely next month. Um, so, you know, stay tuned, uh, let people read into that. But there's, there's a lot of projects that are moving forward and, and just waiting, you know, for the authorization to announce that. And, and when that's happening, then, you know, we're excited. Plus, you know, not to mention we're investing that money. Um, you know, if you got to go back to, you know, former uh, legislator Fred Larson touts the fact that they created this industrial park or industrial spec buildings in, in Busti. Well, we're looking to do the same things in the western part of the county, and we were looking at a 150-acre site. Uh, you know, I worked and talk closely with Ryan McMahon. They just landed Micron. So what were their techniques? What do they use to make it happen? 
you know, where we're looking at is an off, you know, a, a close exit to the to the throughway, a couple of really unique pieces. So exciting. And this is the same parcel that Amazon looked at um, about a year or so ago when they were getting kind of kicked out, if you will, or not, Grand Island didn't want the project in their backyard. So it, it ended up in Niagara County, but, you know, they came and looked at this parcel and, and they said, wow, the, the really concern we have is the lack of infrastructure. So kicked into high gear, got the infrastructure um, moving forward, making that investment to, you know, get the infrastructure there. Uh, and I'm pretty confident we will have, uh, you know, we will have something there shortly. But you don't want to say too much because there's right, always you know, right. anything could happen. Right. So is, has a property been purchased? At we're in the we're in the process of acquiring the last couple of parcels, um, and you know, really thankful. You know, Mark Geis and, the, and his his staff have really done a great job of you know acquiring the parcels, and and this is something that's been going on for many years. It's not, but when you look at where we are and what we need, and now the you know. Kind of the you know the final you know getting across the finish line is what we're really pushing for. So, you know, hats off to them, and and you know we're doing things at a at a very equitable rate. You know, it's not like somebody realizes my property value is worth X and we want to go Y Z and then go back to A again to increase the value. Understandably so, we'd want that, but but you know you have to understand you know the economics in these projects going forward. So we want to do things that are equitable for everyone. Mm-hmm. And this is not the only, in terms of you have the 150 acres that you're looking at getting shovel ready, but you're also, projects that you were working on last year that will continue into this year will include the um, the sewer and water uh, infrastructure around Chautauqua Lake. Yeah, you know, I, I said I finally, around Christmas time, I, I was able to look him in the eye and shake Raleigh Kidder's hand and said, my goal is to look you in the eye the same way I'm now and telling you we completed the sewer project. And let me tell you, that's been spearheaded and really supported, it kind of, you know, left, uh, led by Pierre Chagnon. Uh, Pierre's done a tremendous job. The sewer district has been, you know, his life for many, many years. Um, so I think that's a driving force for Pierre. He's very humble, um, but he is a big driver. And when you look at, you know, I said last night, I have it in my car and I keep it with me. You know, the, the 64 million gallons of water will be diverted from going into the wastewater, the watershed and or Chautauqua Lake and being diverted to municipal, you know, wastewater treatment facilities. That's key. You know, so these pieces are that, you know, that bigger piece of the puzzle to trying to, you know, clean Chautauqua Lake. Uh, you know, I think we're a unique situation with the lake and there's, you know, we could probably do a whole story on that, right? But, um, you know, it, there's a lot going on. So the, every little bit helps. And as we start to bring this online, you know, one of the, the lakes, I think it was Lime Lake in Cattaraugus County, once they put a sewer around that lake within three years, they saw a dramatic change in water quality. So the, the belief and confidence is we will see that here in Chautauqua County. But we're doing so many things that, you know, will it be able to, you know, we'll be able to pinpoint this was the, you know, because there is no silver bullet, right? There's so many things going on with that lake. But, you know, the water quality and, and you know, we don't have uh, municipal water. So, you know, getting a municipal water line is something, you know, I know the town of Harmony is committed to, and I support that as well. And then how far do they take that? Um, you know, they take that up to, you know, the, the town of Chautauqua, um, you know, what opportunities are there? So again, you know, it's, it's you know, it's really like, uh, you know, how many people have that, uh, you know, townscapes on their, their phone, they could play the game. Well, we're doing that here, but in real life. Uh, we just can't do it, you know, in light speed on our phones <laughs> in real life like they do on the phone. But we are building, you know, that infrastructure, the roads, the sewer, the water, and really start to. Now, having said that, 
the more you do around the lake, the more you develop it, the more potential you have for runoff of you know, fertilizers and phosphates and all these things getting into the lake. So it's with that balance of development on and around the lake, but not you know, impeding the lake. So it's, it's, it's not easy, you know, and it's one of those things. The lake drives people, the lake brings people here. You look at Lake George, you look at some of these bigger lakes we always compare to, minimal uh, development around the lake, minimal development around the lake. But if you look at here, there are very few places that aren't developed. So hats off to those who are able to sustain that uh, undeveloped property. Um, but I think we're, you know, we're making great strides and there's so many, it, realistically, when I started this, my state of the county address was 27 pages long. Uh, when we looked at all the good things we're doing in this county. Uh, so we had to condense it because you, you know, I don't want to put people to sleep. So, uh, you know, we, we hit the highlights, you know, hit it at 20,000, 30,000 feet and, you know, got out the good information. Mm -hmm. And obviously, I mean, part of the state of county also, you, you get into your goals for this year. And I mean, granted, we are in middle of March at this point, near the end of March. But uh, what are some of the other things that you're looking at trying to do this year? Well, you know, one of the things we're looking at is, you know, getting those sustainable funding sources for the lake. And really, you know, my, my push is focusing not primarily on Chautauqua Lake. There are many other lakes. As you know, we're looking at a, a larger, long-term, sustainable pro, uh, solution in Barcelona Harbor, which is you know choked off that harbor. Uh, we're looking at um, you know expanding and committed to our financial management, our financial uh, stability. Uh, we're looking at a, an unknown certainty with financials right now. So, you know, monitoring our budgets, keeping everything. And the last thing we want to do is look at a, at a tax rate increase. Okay. And the hardest part is, you know, God forbid that rate comes, you know, an increase. Well, of course, you know, Wendell's wanting to raise occupancy. Tax. Now he's got to raise our property taxes. You know, we have the lowest rate in, I, I want to double check in, in over 20 years. I mean, our rate now is less than what it was, you know, in early 2000. So hats off, you know, because yes, have we increased spending? You have to. I mean, we have, you know, employees, we have services that have increased. But, um, you know, we're constantly moving forward to improve Chautauqua County, to bring business in, to increase our tourism. Um, we have a couple of other projects we're looking at on the health department side, a couple of initiatives. Uh, a group came out called Fitness Court, and they have outdoor fitness facilities that, um, you know, are relatively cheap in my opinion we look at the scale of what we do it's less than the price of a new uh, you know plow truck uh, but this could give lifelong fitness activities for individuals here in and around chautauqua county so i'm excited about you know what the future investing in our infrastructure get everything set but you know we need to increase our broadband capabilities we need to tap into water for our municipalities that need it and we need to get the sewer completed and the big economic driver are our lakes Casadega Lake, if they have issues, they need to bring them to us. Finley Lake, I know there's some concerns as well. And Chautauqua Lake, the biggest, you know, you can't take a picture of the county without seeing Chautauqua Lake in it. So obviously that is a, a focal point, uh, you know, of, of uh, revenue, uh, but it's also a focal point of, you know, our concerns moving forward. So, yeah, a lot of things, a, a lot of initiatives, but, you know, obviously increasing our economic development, bringing new high-paying jobs, good-paying jobs here to Chautauqua County are critical. Mm -hmm. Going back to the lake, you, you did try to move something forward in the legislative meeting to deal with the costs of uh, waterways and lakes in Chautauqua County, but that unfortunately didn't go quite the way you had planned. This was, we were talking about the resolution to renew the county's 5% occupancy tax that also included a request to increase it by 3% for a total of 8% uh, from New York State. So this is something that I... I it was kind of on my my radar, you know, when, when I saw the resolutions going through pre-file last week. Uh, but, and I anticipated that there was going to be pushback from 
local business owners, as, as you know, only a handful of them came to last night's meeting. But uh, yeah, it's, I was a little surprised by the legislature's response as well. Uh, very much surprised by the legislature's response. Um, you know, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but you know, I'm very disappointed in, in how things happened. Um, not the fact that um, it wasn't, it was my decision that was, you know, was reversed um, or not supported, but the manner in which it, it took place. Um, you know, we spoke prior to it and I never heard anything from many members of the legislature that were opposing this or had any questions. And a lot of things could have happened. You know, do we want to table that? Did we want to pull it back? Um, you know, the question was, we didn't know some of the answers as far as, um, you know, if we asked for the 8% and the state denied it, what would we get? Do we go back to 3%, which is the only thing that the law is guaranteed at, at the state? Um, you know, somebody stood in the bag and says, well, you know, you can't enforce this. It, it, they need time. Well, again, all anybody has to do is pick up the phone and call my office. If we passed that last night, the still larger piece was it has to get passed by the state legislature. So, you know, Senator Brello and Assemblyman Goodell would have to get that to the floor and try to get that passed. Now, Again, that's not a guarantee that if we passed it last night, it would get passed at the state level. And if it does, I believe it goes into to effect at the end of our current, it could be at the end of, of November when that occupancy tax agreement fades, or does it wait and do we start until January 1? I'm not sure the state doesn't have the same fiscal calendar we do. So it, at the very least, or the very earliest, it wouldn't start until December 1st. So, you know, we had one woman say, well, you need to let us know, you'll have, almost a year should that happen. Um, in many of the cases of the, in, the, the institute, the, not the institutes, but the, the places that would be affected by this, many of them are seasonal by that time. You know, the people that spoke last night, it would not affect their business. And again, it doesn't affect the businesses as a whole. Uh, you know, somebody said, we always get comments when people check out about the high taxes. Understandably so. But I would ask anybody, how many letters have you received or emails or phone calls saying, if you don't re reduce your occupancy tax, I'm not coming back. I mean, that's the easy rhetorical question we can say because you know it's another increase in taxes and, and people don't wanna see that. But I can tell you the number of letters and emails and phone calls I've received saying, I will sell my home, I will not put my boat in the water, I will not come back to Chautauqua Lake if it's not cleaned up. So it's a double-edged sword, right? We, we have to figure out ways to make this happen but yet we have to find funding sources that are not, you know, offenses and, and completely, you know, disastrous. Uh, you know, interestingly enough, you know, let's say we lose Chautauqua Lake. Well, for, you know, obviously we really can't comprehend that, but let's say that lake wasn't there. What's the difference between Chautauqua, Cataraugus, and Allegheny County? Without Chautauqua Lake, there is no stop. Okay, you'd have Finley, that would probably be the big draw, or Cassadega Lake. But without that 23-mile stretch of water, this would be a completely, completely different county. Um, so again, taking that into consideration, and you know, again, the perennial question, it's the states, let the state pay. Well, they're not going to. We've been asking this for decades. They're not gonna do it. Now, we have a great reputation with the DEC. They are helping us out. The, the last Governor Cuomo designated harmful algal bloom lakes, 12 lakes in, in New York State, and Chautauqua is one of them. And there was $65 million put into a fund to help. We've been asking for that money, but it sounded great in the papers, great headline for the governor at the time, but yeah, we didn't fund it. So was it funded, was it enough? We don't know, we can't find the money. Um, so that's a concern, you know, and we have partnered with three of the 12 lakes. Skinny Atlas Lake George and Chautauqua have all 
linked together to try to you know do this investigative science into the harmful algal blooms. So again, you know that that fund and, and the concern I have was and, and I agree. You know I I never uh, I had skepticism of the of the 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 property tax around the lake because believe it or not I'm about two blocks I cannot see or more than two. I cannot see the lake from my house, but because of the boundaries we've established, I would be part of that group paying for the lake district. Now, you've got to go over the railroad tracks, one, two, three, four blocks, and that's where you get to the lake shore from my house. So I, I get it, and there's people that are, you know, they're saying, I, I don't know how we can do that. How do you charge somebody? And there's such an anomaly, right? You've got nearly half a mile or maybe even a mile from the lake to 394 in Lakewood, but down in Mayville, you've got 394 and 100 feet to the lake. So on the backside of 394, are they in or out of that district? So there was a lot of questions, a lot of challenges. It still were yet to be seen. And what they voted down was only phase one. You know, there were more phases to this study. So unfortunately, it didn't get, you know, vetted properly. Um, so now we pivot and look at other, you know, other avenues. You know, one of the things we talked was about user fee. Now that would focus on, again, but you know the, the the people are you're attacking or going after punishing people. Well, you know I guess in in the way that it's visioned right now, snowmobiles when they register their snowmobiles, a certain percentage of that comes back to the snowmobile clubs in New York State based on a formulary system. Well, in Chautauqua County, the same thing. Now there was, believe it or not, there was a uh, a portion of the boat registration that used to go to the county. Uh, I think it was implemented like in 1956, but the state took that. So yeah, we're, <laughs> we're trying guys, you know, we're, we're trying, but you know, it, it is. And you know, the numbers, some people question the numbers I was given. I, we don't know. Right. But you know what? Nothing ventured, nothing gained. If you don't, you don't know the answers, if you're not going to, you know, go out and find it, you know, would I be willing, you know, I'll get a boat, let's go. And we'll count every boat from Mayville. You know, if we find, find a time, we know we can guarantee the boats aren't going to leave, but you know, we'll start counting boats that are on docks and you know, on the sides. And again, I'm, I'm looking, I guess the way I see it is, you know, if I were to walk out and get hit by a car and I'm not here tomorrow, you know, no one can say I wasn't trying to find funding sources for the lake. I wasn't trying to make Chautauqua Lake or Chautauqua County a better place. Um, you know, it wasn't supported, but, but that mechanism, you know, I'm going to move on. Um, you know, that's, uh, the, you know, the sunrise is a new day and there's, there's problems that we're going to have today and problems we're going to have tomorrow. But if you look at the overall picture, you know, how do you judge on one, one request of a, of a, of a, of a tax increase that, you know, wasn't on the taxpayers of Chautauqua County per se directly. Um, so again, you know, we move on. I'm not going to dwell on it. We're just going to, you know, regroup, you know, focus our efforts and, you know, start to work at looking at other strategies. Mm -hmm. And you may have probably just answered my question, but I'll ask it anyway. Uh, do you, think that you would bring forward that 3% increase at another time to the legislature? Yeah, there was some talk last night that that might happen. And some people in the floor of the legislature said, you know, maybe we should reevaluate this again. Um, you know, I don't know. Um, you know, you, you, you wonder, um, you know, but this time I'll tell you, I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't go forward without, um, you know, making sure that, that I have the support. Um, and if again, if it, you know, uh, at the end of the day, you know, the interesting part about this, that, you know, people are, oh, the PJ went, oh, PJ. Well, the legislature, if that gets approved, it has to get passed by the state. So, again, there's a bigger 
a bigger hurdle at the end to this is only one small step now you got to get it past the state and then the legislature has a dubious distinction of how you separate that money how it goes you know whether do we split it half and half to tourism and to lakes and waterways do you focus on the lakes and waterways but i can tell you uh you know i've informed that we probably will see some reduction in funding uh from some of our sources going into next year i'm hoping that that's not the case but you know if we are you know where's the money going to come from you know yeah people talk about this this uh you know, you have ARPA funding, use that. Well, operation and maintenance is not a focal point of, of the ARPA funds because um, the ARPA funds run, run out in 2026. They have to be spent in totality by 2026. Have we made investments? Yes. Uh, we have another, um, it went to the, um, the ARPA committee yesterday for review. Uh, we're looking at another million dollars in, in infra not infrastructure, but in equipment uh, to help assist in our lake maintenance efforts. So we are investing, um, but you know, it's just, it's not that easy. And, and when I look at this, I need to make sure my commitment has always been when ARPA came is how many of our county residents can we support for the longest time? Um, how do we invest in programs that are going to be long-term and investments that will bring benefit to Chautauqua County? You know, that sewer district, you know, we, we, we pledged $7 million plus, 7.5, and now we got the grant funding. So great effort. Um, but now once that money came back, there's projects that were not, you know, they were not there that were funding again. You know, we turned down, again, we, we turned down, if you remember the process, we asked for, I asked for 900000 for JCC, and it was it was taken out. Well, that project hasn't died. You know, JC Seal is still looking to to expand their their their, their uh, you know their, their athletic field. So, you know, there's always moving pieces. But you look at the partnerships. You know, you know, you want to focus on the failures. Go ahead. I'm not going to. You know, I'm going to keep moving forward. We look at the successes. You know, we have increase in our workforce readiness programs with JCC and, and others. The PTEC program. I'll be uh, I'll be attending uh, taking a tour of the PTEC. Uh, program here in the, the near future uh, and you know the manufacturing technology institute there's so many things happening in here in Chautauqua County um, I can tell you I have a goal in my mind uh, I don't want to share it just yet um, but I I feel we could far surpass our investment into the industry and jobs here in Chautauqua County in the next coming year so really excited for that but unfortunately I'm not a patient person and this is a big wait and see game sometimes so we'll keep moving we'll keep working and you know this I'm not gonna let this stop me or deter me you know people want to take shots and you know question my conservative you know nature or my you know fiscal responsibility I'm committed to that um, you know at the end of the day we're looking at ways to keep the tax rates low and to not you know burden because it goes back to I mean it's it's cyclical right you know people in Kennedy don't want to hear about Chautauqua Lake because we don't use it a lot. You know, people in Lakewood, Busti, uh, you know, those towns around the uh, around the lake, yes. But you know, it's it's a it's a challenge. But again, nothing that I'm afraid of. So we'll keep going. And you know, I, I'm here today, and you know, I got a busy day, and we're moving on. Mm -hmm. uh, you reference, uh, you know, concern about not knowing about, you know, funds or reduction of funds, which brings me to the state budget. And granted, we, we still are not quite at the deadline for when that should be passed. We don't know if they'll be passed on time. But how are the winds going these days now that the one house proposals have come out? Have you heard anything encouraging or you got concerns out there? Well, you know, we still have concerns with um, yeah, there's a lot of policy. So this is a, this is an alarming fact. The financials of the budget are just about done. Now this came from NISAC and, and our reports we have from Steve Aquire and his team that are working hand in hand with the governor's office. And uh, so 
the, the alarming part is the financial part has all but been completed. Now it's the policy. That's what's scary. Okay, it's it. I didn't know this was a policy budget, but I guess it is. You know, there's a lot of policy. You know, people don't realize not too long ago the state did not. They wanted to do away with wood burning stoves to heat your home. Well, as I sat across from Basil Sagas, the DEC director, in a meeting with county executives, he said, "Yeah, that was a big mistake." Um, so <clears throat> I don't see how they could say natural gas uh, ban is not a bigger mistake. <clears throat> let's not forget. Let's look at history. Right. Uh, the first gas well was established or discovered in Fredonia, New York. Uh, the birthplace of natural gas was the state of New York. So the one group that leads the ban on natural gas is its birthplace. Really, how, how I'd be like, you know, going back to Detroit and saying we're going to give up on the automotive industry because we don't like it anymore. Gas-powered cars are, you know. If you look at, you know, you're forcing transition, it's... It, an immediate transition. You know, some somebody spoke in the legislature. Well, they're not they're not doing away with your gas stove. Well, in 2025, you won't be able to buy a gas stove in New York State. So that's fine. I can guarantee you I will drive across the border to Pennsylvania, buy a gas stove, and continue. That is a solid, reliable source. I have several questions and and will, you know, I'm gonna look into it. Um, as to, you know, everyone's hinging on this study that natural gas causes increased asthma rates. Well, you know, I beg to question that because I grew up, you know, going to my grandmother's house in Pennsylvania. I could smell the natural gas pilot that was always on. There was a different smell, and I don't have an increased risk of asthma. Um, you know, so you're telling me that the we know the dirtier burning, uh, you know, appliances 50, you know, 40, 50 years ago aren't what they are today, and our new age appliances are causing this. I have, I have a lot of skepticism with that, right? You know, we we we, we look at any any scientific study can prove your theory however you want it to prove but but to take that away and you know i ask everybody so when we have a power outage how are you going to heat your home how are you going to cook your food how are you going to do these things because if i have a gas stove i can turn the gas on without electric and i can use a match and light the, the burner you can't do that with an electric stove so what are you going to do for food and if it's out across in a large area what are you going to do I mean, that's, that, that's, a, that's why we have multiple sources and why you give people the chance and the opportunity. I spoke at Fredonia School and I said, please tell me in a straight face, how can you take a picture of a skyline in an industrial city today and that same picture, and I hate to bash him, but you know, everybody knows Pittsburgh and the steel mills, right? Take the billowing black smoke in the city of Pittsburgh and tell me, and people will do this, we are polluting the world more now than we were back then. Really? I mean, you look at, you talk about carbon, you're probably talking millions of tons of carbon, um, you know, came into the sky. So do we need to change? Yeah, I'm not for killing the, the environment. Certainly not. But if you look at where we were, where we are, and if that's where we want to go in by 2050, so be it. But this is a drastic change. And again, you know, the United States has such a small portion of the overall, you know, carbon footprint in the world. Uh, you know, you look at China, you look at India, you look at these other plate. nothing's changing there. And let's go back to realize right now, New York State gets its power imported, mind you, not locally. The city of Jamestown's gas turbine is not active. NRG's uh, power plant is not converted to natural gas. So we're not producing energy. That's coming from Pennsylvania. Great job. We want to applaud all the innovations in New York, but it's a coal-fired power plant. And the same plant, a different plant that powers New York City is coal powered. 
So is it better that as long as it's not New York State, we're okay, we can buy power from somebody else? So in essence, and, and you know, coining the phrase from Assemblyman Goodell, you want electric buses, you want an electric car, you're getting that, it's coal-powered. You've got a coal-powered bus and a coal-powered electric car because that power is not always coming from renewable energy. And we know right now those renewable energy resources are not as sustainable or as efficient as they project. So we gotta work it out for us. Um, you know, that's, that's a piece in the budget, you know, and I kind of got off on that. You know, the other piece that we're looking at is our, you know, the EF map. Um, that that FMAP funding that's supposed to be a direct pass-through to the, the counties, we're fighting, uh, you know, with the governor. And uh, now the two, the two House bills, the one House bills have both taken it out. Um, whether or not that gets passed is the big question. You know, but the counties, you know, we're one of three states where the counties pay the lion's share of our Medicaid. Um, I'm sorry. You know, you're down on your luck. I get it. But after five years, it becomes a county cost in for life, really. I mean, that's, you know, that's unforeseen. And, and you know, I just left a meeting, you know, um, you know, we had a tobacco settlement, much like the opioid settlements that are happening now, but 20 years ago, it was tobacco based on the burden of, you know, that's going to be placed upon our health system. We're placing that burden on ourselves. You know, I forget the number, astronomical number of people they were just added to the Medicaid rolls. Well, that's the state. The state sets the, the guidelines and we have to abide by them. Oh, yeah. And then you also got to pay 71 cents out of every, every, yeah, 71 cents out of every dollar comes out of county taxpayer money. Our county taxpayers. After, after their, you know, the five year and you're on the safety net, the county pays for that. 71 cents. That's, I don't know how even Stephen that is, you know, but those are the concerns, you know, that. We need to focus on that. Bail reform is still, you know, uh, the governor's wanted to move the needle on that. She's wanted to come and sit down. Um, but, you know, the senator and assemblyman both support, you know, reform on bail. Uh, and I don't disagree. You know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of things, you know, but this budget scares me because right now the, it's hinging on so much policy. And that's the scary part. Um, and some of her policy advisors are not New York State natives. They're not residents of New York State. Majority of them from, are from out of the area, uh, as far away as California. You know, so realistically, do we want California people influencing our policies in New York State? That's a big question. Um, but, you know, I support our, our state assemblyman and senator. They're constantly fighting. And, um, but even, even more so, we are seeing a change in some of the, you know, kind of the, the longstanding policies of, of certain, you know, uh, legislators uh, from the Senate or assembly on the other side of the aisle. Um, to realize that they are seeing the big picture and that some of these, you know, initiatives really are not, they're not even feasible. But we'll keep working. Uh, you know, again, I, I have faith in, uh, you know, our state assemblyman, our senator, NISAC, the group I'm actually I'm now on the board of directors, uh, work closely with Steve Aquario, the new president, Mike Zerlo, uh, Mark Polenkars, president of the County Executives Association. You know, we are pushing and trying to move the needle in. Um, you know, the other question I have is, you know, I reached out to the governor's office on Friday and said, hey, where are we with this, you know, funding for Brooks? He got 75 million. What's, what's, the, what's the catch, okay? You, you just gave out $650 million to hospitals across New York State. What's wrong with Dunkirk? What is happening that you can't tell us with Brooks? So, um, you know, I think, you know, one of the things getting back is, you know, I'll be sitting down today and having some discussions with people on how do we ramp this up? Uh, you know, there's things that are not happening that need to be happening. Um, and I need to have questions answered. Um, you know, so does the Senate and the Assemblyman. Why are we having this hang up? So, yeah, you know, it's a, a new day, but, but the governor's budget is concerning. It's, it's scary. I, I talked yesterday, uh, the senator, 
I was going through a folder I happened to see in our, my garage from my brother in 1993, then talking about in his government class that the state budget uh, produced by the governor exceeding $27 million, billion. We're at $220 billion some 30 years later. That's scary. That is scary that New York State cannot control their spending at the state level. The governor needs to rein this in. Governor Cuomo was was doing a horrible job, and Governor Hochul the same thing. They are, you know, spent taxing the daylights out of us, and spending has increased astronomically. And then they, you know, this trying to get out, but this this FMAP money, this is money that's ours from the federal government. It was designed to come to us, so the state didn't intercept it. I've said it before, it's like a playground bully. I can take it, so I'm going to deal with it. And $4.03 million effect on our current budget right now. After, you now, do we have the money? Yeah. So like I said, we're financially, you know, in a good position. We can handle a hit like that. But, you know, it's like taking a punch from Mike Tyson. You could take one, but two or three, you know, where are we going to be? So concerned, yes. But, you know, I put my faith in, in our state representatives that they'll, uh, they'll do us right. And, you know, we just keep working and moving along. Um, if something gets, you know, yeah, we get punched in the mouth. We got to, you know, shake it off and get back into it. So that's that's my opinion. Um, others may not have that kind of a, a physical approach to things, but that's just how I look at it. You know, we're going to take the hits and we're just going to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I'll be optimistic that when we talk at the end of April that we'll be, have a state budget at that point and we'll find out just how many punches you're taking at that point. <laughs> exactly. I, I, you know, people on the betting world, uh, you know, said that you're not going to see it on April 1st. Although miracles do happen even in New York State. Mm-hmm. So another thing that's kind of money related, but much closer to home and something that, you know, potentially affect you should you decide to run again, is that the legislature did approve the creation of this salary commission. Uh, Jamestown had their salary review commission that just uh, met at the, in 2022. And I'm not, I haven't been around in this job long enough to know how it works with the county. Do you have appointments that you make to that, or how is that all set up? Uh, that will be formed by uh, the legislature will form that committee. Uh, there's a couple of people I, w- I would recommend for it um, that have some vast knowledge with that. You know, the, the, the concern is going to be, look, you just want to put more money in your pockets, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, whatever, you're always going to have you know, that opposition, right? But when you look at some of our, our elected offices that haven't been increased in many, many years, and woefully underpaid when you look at the overall scheme of things. Uh, you know, some positions, um, you know, I'll, I'll say it, you know, and after last night, people will say, yeah, you probably deserve less. But, you know, in, in my role as county executive, um, there's only one other county executive that makes, mess, makes less than I do. And many of the counties are much smaller and have a different economic you know, makeup than Chautauqua County. Um, but our clerk, our sheriff, you know, those are concerns they're looking at. They can't look at the DA because, and it's ironic, the DA salary is established by New York State. So the state says, this is what your DA salary must be. And great, Jason does a tremendous job. There's a lot of burden, trust me. I, I, you know, that, I don't know if I'd want that job. But then again, if the state can do that for one, why aren't they doing it for more? Um, you know, that's, that's a situation. Um, so again, uh, I'm going to get up and do my job. You know, my intent is, uh, you know, I don't, I can't commit to him, but I don't see any reason why I wouldn't be, you know, returning uh, to run again. But again, a lot can happen between now and then. And I just, you know, answer things as they come up and when they're more, more appropriate. But um, I love what I do. I, I don't want to leave. Uh, so we'll see where things are. But, you know, the Salary Review Commission isn't about, you know, people look at it as, oh, it's the legislature want to give themselves more money. Um, you know, if you look at the amount of work that these men and women put in, um, you know, it's it's a constant constant job. Um, it's not not nine to five by any stretch. For many of them, they have a nine to five job, so this is after hours. 
um, you know, whether it's the clerk, myself, the sheriff. I mean, they're they're not nine to five jobs. You know, my mine, the sheriff, it's it's twenty four seven. You know. Uh, it, I got, we were talking with somebody and, you know, I said, well, the sheriff gets up all hours. If there's a fatality, I said, well, you know, my, my position, if there's a fatality, I want to know about it. If there's a significant fire, I want to know about it. If there's a natural disaster, I want to know. So uh, with my nature and my background, I'm probably going to be there. Um, but do I have to? No, I choose to be there. But there again, um, you know, it can never be said that, you know, in the midst of a crisis, the county executive was sitting there with his feet up and not, you know, rolling up my sleeves, trying to help and trying to get things done. So, um, yeah, salary review, it'll be appointed by the legislature. Um, there's already some names we're looking at, so we'll be reaching out to those people. And uh, I have a, I am very confident that they'll do their due diligence. And, you know, the legislature will have to make a decision on whatever recommendations are brought. So uh, out of my hands, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what, you know, what, the, what comes of that. Mm-hmm. Something uh, maybe a little bit closer to home here in Jamestown. I saw that the legislature approved uh, uh, upgrades to the Carts Hub. I think I presume this is the one that's over on the corner of uh, Prendergast and East Third Street. Mm-hmm. So, do you have any details on what exactly is going to be done in that location? We do. So, uh, just got the, the finals today. So, we started this project two years ago, and it's just been a, a long. Uh, pro, uh, process. Um, so right now, by the end of the, by the 21st of April, we will have the drawings from our architects. Uh, that then goes to the city. The city uses that to apply for HUD. Um, it's called HUD funding um, because there are some some tanks that from the former gas station that are still underground that need to be removed. Um, now the better part of that is if you know I know those tanks are less than. If they're if they're not less than 10 years old, they're not much older than 10 years. They were put in recently uh, prior in in recent history prior to the closing of the the gas station um you know so there's nothing there but um you know the the (coughs) and part of the agreement going into this and starting this when we did two years ago was the city would remove those tanks and get them out of the ground Um, after that we do have the the architectural drawings that will then go out to bid and we'll get this process started Um, you know the goal right now i talked to tim card this morning on the way in uh, he wants to have everything done and we want to be operational in that facility by the end of the year Uh, i think that's doable very doable Uh, but again it just you know it depends on you know the funding sources the city getting you know acquiring the funding sources getting the work done but it's been a long and, and arduous process. But I'm really excited. Uh, you know, I just talked today about approving uh, the final wraps of our, our buses. Um, we have new uh, wraps that are going to be going on. So you're not going to see the traditional uh, white with blue striping. Uh, there's some, for example, in the city of Jamestown are going to have uh, the Jackson Center and the Comedy Center and other areas. In Dunkirk, you're going to see uh, buses with the pier. And there's a real real set of Adirondack chairs in rainbow colors right on the end of the pier that you know is going to be on the, one of the buses as well. So uh, it's taken too long, in my opinion. Um, Michelle Westfall and her crew have been fabulous, and they've been really pushing, trying to get our, our, our consultant to kind of come up with some things. But, you know, if you're going to do something, you want to do it correct. You know, you don't want to, you know, kind of, you know, make it happen and just throw it together and then look back and say, yeah, we could have done better. I want to make sure that we've done it as best we could. Like anything, there's going to be critics. People are going to complain about everything. But, you know, the idea is we want to increase our ridership. We want to increase the experience. And those new buses I'm really excited about. Not to mention, we have three new trolleys and two new tourist routes. So uh, excited about maybe some potential revenue. You know, can we rent those out for excursions or weddings, receptions or bus tours, et cetera. So really excited, uh, a lot of potential, but you know, CHQ Transit, as we're, we're, we're moving in towards, uh, really excited to see what's, what's gonna happen there. So again, 
way too long. You know, and government things take too long to, to accomplish, and that's one of them. But you know, uh, I have faith in, in uh, you know Tim Card and getting that done, our DPF director. So uh, I stand behind him, support him, and hopefully. Uh, you know, we'll be there to ribbon cutting by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Are there any amenities that are being added that you can talk about? Or? Not, I don't know if there's really an extended amenities. You know, it's just a little bit of an upgrade to the areas. You know, there'll be a driver's area, driver's lounge, if you will, some uh, restrooms. Uh, not a whole lot. You know, it's it's not, uh, you know, we... It's not a lavish lounge. It's But, you know, it's just going to be a hub for, you know, residents and uh, our drivers to get out, you know, when they're have some downtime to go in and take a quick break and people to get out of the elements when they're waiting for their bus. But really excited of opportunities uh, that that are going to arise from that. Mm-hmm. And uh, with the electric trolleys, I, I, I watched the uh, Christmas parade back in December and saw one of the, the, the trolleys go through and I, it got some response from the people I was standing with saying, oh, look at that. And so you mentioned there's going to be, tu- it's going to have tourist routes? Uh, yeah. So I'm, I, you know, I've kind of left that to Michelle, Westfaller Director Car, uh, CHQ Transit. And um, you know, they're looking at, as far as tourist routes, you know, different routes that might take you from, you know, city of Jamestown to Lakewood to Chautauqua or, you know, to Westfield. So I, I don't know exactly. Uh, that's her brainchild. She's done a fabulous job with everything. So I'm not really questioning uh, moving forward. Again, when you're looking at something to increase our tourism and to really target our tourists, um, you know, I'm sure she's working in concert with the Visitors Bureau and other areas that, you know, hit those high spots that, uh, you know, do we have a, you know, a bus at the institution that stops outside and goes into the farmer's market in Westfield on, you know, Saturday mornings or other, other touristy attractions. So it's just, you know, so many opportunities, but really excited about those. You know, I mean, let's face it, there were trolleys all around Chautauqua Lake at the turn of the century. So getting back to that nostalgia, I think, is really key and excited that they brought that element. Mm-hmm. So, County Executive, do you have anything else that you'd like to add for today? No, I just can't wait to come back and you know share some more excitement with you. Uh, yeah, I just kind of want to put it in, in people's, in the back of your head, May 6th uh, at 11 a.m. at uh, Erlinson Overlook Park. We do have our uh, workers' memorial uh, for all those who have uh, uh, you know died in, while they're working or, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of it not solely focused on union members uh, but it is strongly supported by our unions here in Chautauqua County and it's just a time for us to remember those who lost their lives while working and that believe it or not that still happens Um, so we need to take time to you know remember those individuals Uh, you know a couple of them I knew personally Uh, you know uh, two people that I that names are read every year were you know my my dad when I was a young kid my dad worked with them closely one was you know my dad's best friend I was killed in an accident in Cummins um Another one, he was supposed to be in the car, uh, and they were traveling back from a, a conference with the Jamestown Area Labor Management Committee. Uh, and uh, one person died, one person, you know, had sustained lifelong injuries. So, uh, you know, I knew those people, and that hits home. That, uh, But again, uh, May 6th uh, at Erlinson Overlook Park, uh, 11 a.m., we're going to have our memorial that we have every year. And uh, we just ask people to keep that in, you know, in the back of their head, and we'll, we'll talk about it again in, in April. Uh, but just want to let people, you know, remind people that, uh, you know, we do take time to remember those who have gone. All right. County Executive Wendell, thanks so much for being with us today. No, thanks for having me.